Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, the show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking and outside-the-box points of view. Alex Ferguson was rubbish. Okay, maybe that's a little strong, let me explain. Obviously, Fergie was one of the greatest managers in the history of the game, but was he all that good tactically? I'll explain later why I think the answer, categorically, is no. Elsewhere, we're talking Pogba, Solskjaer, and some of the most overrated goals of all time. I'm your host, Harry Brent. So, Marcus Rashford was the sixth United player to ever score a Champions League hat-trick. Can you name the other five? Wow. Fannis de Roy. Yes. Rooney. Uh, yes. Ronaldo. No. Solskjaer. No. So we've got three. We need two more. So who have you said? We've said Fannis de Roy. Fannis de Roy, Rooney yeah. and Rashford. Um, <laughs> Lukaku. Nope. Andy Cole. Yes. Uh, Van Persie. Maria. Yeah, Van Persie. Van Persie. Have we got, is that all of them? Is it... I think you've got one more. Is that a no on De Maria? So wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. No, no to De Maria. So we've got... Van Nistelrooy. Yeah. Rooney. Yeah. Uh, Rashford, obviously. Andy Cole. Van Persie. And just one more. One more. Um. Oh, is it, is it going to be somebody rogue? James Rogue. James Rogue. <laughs> Stephen Rogue. Um, okay, uh, Dwight York. No. Berbatov. Oh, Berbatov's no. good shout. I said Berbatov. No. Oh. Um. Is striker. Striker. Yeah. Hmm. Not like Makeda or whatever we called. No. Oh, uh, ooh. Welbeck? No. No. Don't think it's Cantona, is it? Nope. No. So when would it be? Marshall. No. Bugger. Um, <clears throat> who else do they have? Saha. Not Wolf. Oh, did you say Zaha? <laughs> yeah. Zaha. <laughs> no, yeah, sorry, yeah. Zaha, 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 Zaha. <laughs> it's one of those. <laughs> um, crikey. We're getting all there. Oh, Tevez. Nope. Oh, that was a good shout. Well, that was a good shout. Who else did they have in that sort of era? But I don't think it is that sort of era. I think it is that sort of era. It's that sort of era. <laughs> and it's a striker. Yeah. Or, so, striker, not a winger. He was a striker, yeah. Christ, in that era, who are we missing? <laughs> um, oh my god, the first teamer, right? Pardon? Was he a first teamer? Uh, not always, okay. Yeah, not always. <sighs> Sub Man United player in the era of Tevez. I mean, they had Tevez, Berbatov, Owen. Rooney. What did you say? Owen. Yeah. <laughs> I would not. I just would not have made the link to Owen at all. Yeah. That's a good shout. So that who did? So he got a Champions League was... for United. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well You've got the first what? First four? Like there was no. Yeah. So yeah. The, I thought the Owen one would be tricky. Yeah. Well done with Andy Cole as well. Has. I, was, I was just thinking, like, when he said that kind of era, I was thinking, mm, 
how late because I. But then I thought, was it straight after when Tevez left to go to City? Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. I was like, oh crap, was it? Because when he said Tevez, that's what I was thinking. Who else? So there must be someone else. And then I thought Owen, but I thought, did he really get a hat trick for United? Yeah. In well, a Champions League the goal game. against Man City, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's all like, I remember. Idiot. Um. Uh, that I can sort of very, very um, fluidly go into. It's not really a teaser. It's more of a question. Um, uh, but speaking of Michael Owen, which do you think out of these three players had the better goals per game ratio for Liverpool? Michael Owen, Robbie Fowler, Luis Suarez, without looking it up. It's got to be Luis Suarez. It has to be. I, I, I would agree I'm going to go Robbie. Suarez. Um, watch now, a bit Owen, the one that no one wants. <laughs> we should have gone with one. I mean, they're all they're all quite close, to be fair. Do it from third to first, Harrison, in last place. Yeah, I, so, I, 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 like I would think it would be Fowler, Owen, and Suarez. Suarez, just because I know Suarez had the least amount of time there. Surely, yeah, crazy. In, when I before I heard this, I, I thought to myself, what. My first instinct was Suarez, yeah, because he had the least amount of time there. But I don't remember his first two seasons being that fruitful. I thought in my head, I was like, it was only really his last year and a half mm-hmm. or so, or two two seasons that that were really good. But then they were really good. Um, in my head, I had Owen above Fowler because I just, but I just, but then Fowler was very prolific in yeah in the nineties. But then Fowler also had that second run at Liverpool mm. after Man City. That kind of gets him down. Anyway, um, Fowler is third. Um, 179 goals in 360 games. So his ratio is 0.49. So basically a goal every other game. But that go- it goes yeah. up to 0.51 if you discount his second stint at Liverpool, where he was rubbish. Um, second place is Michael Owen. Oh, well done. 0.53. 297 games, 158 goals. So only just, only a little bit ahead of um, uh. Fowler. And then Suarez, 133 games, 82 goals, 0.61. That's mad. That is good stats. But I was surprised that they were all so um, close. So close. And actually, what was, was Torres? Just, well, that, this, <laughs> this is, this is, literally, I was just thinking this. The original question that someone asked me was actually Torres was in there as well and I've just realised I haven't done the maths. Let's find out shall we? <laughs> um, what about uh, Salah? I think Salah beats Yeah, I think Salah's been record breaking for them. He certainly got the amount of goals quicker than Suarez. Quicker than the quicker, yeah, quicker than Suarez who I think beat Torres, who I think beat Owen. So, at least we can add the uh, the jingle in again for this week. You should have put uh, what's it? The do 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 do. Okay, so I'll do it again, very very briefly in order. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Fowler's, Fowler's the worst. Uh, then Michael Owen at 0.53 per game. Uh, then it's Torres, 0.57. Ooh. So quite close to Suarez. Yeah, Suarez is 0.61. Yeah. 
So Torres got one fewer goal than Suarez and te played 10 more games. So close. And then Salah, uh, Suarez, yeah, Suarez 0.61. Salah 0.63. So really close. Ooh. Okay. Um, I put to you guys, basically, that Alex Ferguson, you may have heard of him, um, Scottish guy, frequently had a red face. Sir Alex. Sir Alex, yeah, got knighted. I can't remember what field. Anyway, stop with the terrible jokes. Um, I put it to you guys that Sir Alex Ferguson was actually a bad tactical manager. So in terms of the grand scheme of, you know, setting a team up to beat another team, he was subpar. Bad might be a little strong, but he was subpar. So I think, I guess I could say that, I mean, certainly I, I think he would struggle a lot more in, in this era of where I think it, it is very tactic focused, you know, more, more so than any other period. Um, but it, it, just as a bit of background, it, I, I saw an article recently, Wayne Rooney had said, um, he, he was talking about the 2009 Champions League final against Barcelona, Man United lost. And he was saying that he, he was in the dressing room and Ferguson address, uh, talked to the players and he, he was basically saying, look, we're going to go out and attack them and we just got to attack them, get in their faces. And Rooney was thinking, oh, bollocks, like, here we go. This is not going to work. And it reminded me, um, I remember Ferdinand said something um, recently or a few years ago, a sort of similar thing in the 2011 final. He remembers sort of how they set up and the way that they were going to approach the game. And he remembers thinking, we're just, we're going to lose this. Um, but yeah, it just, it just got me, it got me thinking that actually, well, it's something that's not got me thinking. It's something I've thought for, for a long time. Um, but yeah, Ferguson, bad tactical manager. What do you guys think? Do you not think they're lost because of their complete utter lack of faith in their manager's decisions <laughs> more than anything else? <laughs> Could have also happened. I mean, they, they played all right in, in both games, to be fair, Man, Man United, given the strength of Barca in, you know, in both those ties. But um, in fact, in the 20, 2009 one, they were on top for half an hour, really on top. Um, I think I do agree to, to a certain extent. I believe he was more of a a manager that simply got the best out of the players uh, that, that he had because they never made any record-breaking signings under Ferguson or if they did like it was near the, the later stages of his what do you mean? so like since Ferguson's gone they've spent a billion or something they were pretty good I know, I know when he was there yeah but I mean not. I think more so now obviously there's great there's greater um in, in, inflated money in the in, in the sport these days, but I just think like you look back at some of the teams that he you know he had as a starting eleven, and you think, hey, how the hell are these in the Blooming Champions League? Like John O'Shea, and like yeah, obviously no discredit to the players, but like when when they did well, I think they just did well as a as a team of individuals rather than a team. That is a team all working on a philosophy of tactics. I think mm. you just got the best out of people in individual positions, which somehow worked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was I was waiting for to 
for some well yeah to see if someone else said it but yeah i mean that that was going to be my big sort of response response to basically saying he was a bad tactical manager because on the flip side he was i agree with you he was probably i I didn't particularly i don't think i would have liked to have been managed by him but i think he probably is the best or certainly was the best person to get the absolute peak out of every out of every player that played under him as you say uh, very few times i mean uh, you know they were always one of the best teams but but yeah for, from sort of particularly in the um 2000s man united i don't really ever remember looking at their team on paper and thinking they're the best team in england even though they you know would win the league over and over again um and i think that's testament to, to ferguson i think for, you know while i while i um criticize his tactical nous i think that his he made up for it in the fact that he could literally just squeeze the last bit of potential out of all these players, as you say, like John O'Shea, Wes Brown, Darren Fletcher, Park Ji Sung, oh, you know, the, the uh, classic. Fabio De Silva, Raphael, like all these players looked good at Man United and then leave and then suddenly, suddenly it doesn't. And even like when, when he, complete, you know. Complete opposite of what happens now at Man United. <laughs> yeah, where players leave and get a lot better. Um yeah, I mean, you know, I know it was a bit different because David Moyes is probably not up to the job. But even when Ferguson left, you know, suddenly a lot of those players looked second rate, including, you know, I know they were getting on a bit, but like Fernand and Vidic started looking a bit kind of like, wow. Um, but, um, yeah, sorry, I think go on. that's what Solskjaer is trying to instill at United now. So, obviously... Like a mixture. So, the big critique of Solskjaer is that he's not, he doesn't have any tactics, he's not tactically astute and it, it seems like I know a lot of the United fans I know they've just said that he's, when you know when they were winning after they beat PSG it was like last year or the year before mm-hmm. um, it's like they just told them to just go out and play United and I feel like that's maybe an echo of what Fergie used to say that he didn't worry about tactics per se but he was more like you know we're United we can play but then saying that wasn't mm-hmm. there games where he would get specific players to mark other players as well yeah, he famously was like Park Ji Sung's job was to was to sit on um, Messi and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think I, I think it probably you may be right that maybe does demonstrate um, it demonstrated well in Solskjaer's lack of a tactical brain if that is what he has because um, because yeah, if if you play your whole career for because yeah, I mean, it, it's not necessarily a criticism of Ferguson. He didn't need to be a tactical genius to to win trophies as was evident but um you know it, it, if you play for your whole career under under someone who's not got the the you know the best idea you know if you play on the guardiola you're gonna you it's like playing playing football in another dimension you know you just suddenly understand so many things that you otherwise wouldn't have but i guess playing with ferguson you probably wouldn't and i you know it might it might explain why a lot of the players that have played under Ferguson and throughout that era have gone on to become quite poor managers you know uh, Neville uh, Giggs Scholes Solskjaer um, you know and, and a lot of them who you know you'd have thought you know would you know top players make top managers haven't really haven't really gone on to I mean you know that doesn't that's not necessarily evidence of of anything but it is interesting that very few as far as I can remember of his players have Oh, you know, there's, there's exceptions, of course there is, but, um, but yeah, um, I, I think uh, when Ferguson was 
you know, obviously he, he, he did extremely well in, in domestically. But I think actually his European record, I know he won two European Cups, but his European record, given his longevity, is actually quite poor. Like he had a basically a, a title challenging team for uh, close to 20 years or beyond that, over 20 years. And he reached, um, yeah, he only won, yeah, won two, two Champions League finals, reached four. I know that's sort of, because very few managers do that, but I think if you, if you gave, if you gave, um, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, well, I, I don't know. I think, I think just given, given the longevity, you'd probably expect him to reach more. And, and I just think that against the best teams, particularly foreign teams who had more elaborate systems, he often came unstuck. I mean, Barcelona is a good example. His, his very best would, would he failed to sort of beat Guardiola at his very best, failed to beat Mourinho at his very best. Uh, you know, when these sort of elaborate systems came, came up, he came up against these elaborate systems. Even like, I remember, um, was it that when he got knocked out of the Champions League against, was it Bielsa's Bilbao? Do you guys remember that? I think, Dave, I think me and you were, were watching that somewhere. No, do you know what? I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of uh, Sevilla knocking Man United out. But it was a similar thing. It was like, it, I think it was Ferguson's penultimate year and they got knocked out by Bill Bow, and it was a team they really should have beaten, but Bill Bow, you know, it was a Bielsa team, so they had this sort of, you know, before their time sort of system and, and it, they really looked, Man United began to look ordinary and that was the year when, you know, United were one point off the top, so they weren't a bad side. Um, do you think now. that he was able so do you think not that he got arrogant but because he'd gotten sort of away with winning so many competitions and just being so successful in this certain way of playing of we're united we turn up we attack we do well that he felt that he didn't when the, the peps came in the marinos he, he didn't know how to adapt mm. and is that why you think he would struggle now because like you said there's an emphasis on tactics and philosophy and he would maybe need to develop one in order to counteract these more sort of younger, more forward-thinking managers. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think I was I was thinking along them lines, but you worded it so much better than I could have done. Yeah, it, <laughs> I think, I, it, I think it, it can also stand out uh, in the way that United are now. If I... You know they they seem to be stuck in this this kind of rut, and since Ferguson did leave, uh, it's like this black cloud hanging over the top of them. Mm. And you know, all the Solskjaer's come in, and a lot of people think maybe he's not the man for the job. I don't think he is. But like, it's like what Egby said about Ferguson saying, like, um, you know, United turn out do this, do this. And if all the Solskjaer's doing that, then he just completely embodies everything that's wrong there with this. Mm. Mm. complete lack of evolution that's going on. Yeah. Following on from what you're saying, I was thinking more lines of maybe the fact that he was a reason maybe why he was very arrogant in the way that he played was due to not really being challenged enough by other uh, by other managers until the his you know the later stages of his career at Manchester United. But then again I thought at the same time, within the Champions League, you're playing lots of different teams from different different leagues as well. He, sh- he should have 
in one sense, you know, absorbed some of these uh, tactics and some like the structure of managing teams and, and, and players mm. a bit more. But, and that might have been why, it, you, you know, when Pep and you know, like people like Klopp and Mourinho and even Wenger at times came, you know, to play like up against United, it seemed like there'd be a difference. You can see a bit of a, a divide between the two teams. You could see that there was one team that was fixed on playing a certain way and another team fixed on playing another way. So I just think maybe, maybe if you, you know, you could argue that he wasn't challenged enough, but I feel like with, you know, the period of time that he was there, he had more than enough time to, to, to experience different managers, different kind of philosophies and different styles of tactics. Yeah. I reckon it, it, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily call it arrogance that he didn't develop anything else. I, I just don't think he never particularly needed to when you're having so much, so much success yeah. and and it's and it's not like his his style didn't work like it really did mm. and and you know as you said you know some you know revolutionary like Wenger did come along in the in the domestically and and he did you know overtake Ferguson but then Ferguson got you know mm. got got it back and so would you say he wasn't challenged enough then because think... he's still able to put in them put that, that team forward and put that idea of playing forward and he still was successful. If he was challenged more, you reckon, like say there was a top, I don't know, a top six or seven teams now with the managers we've got versus... Uh, yeah, I, I think if, if there wasn't such a... Because the Prem for so long was just a duopoly, wasn't it? It was just Arsenal and Man United. Perhaps if there was a, a sort of big big four or five or six teams like there was now, he, he, he might struggle. But, but I, I, do, I, I don't necessarily think he'd struggle. I think he, his ruthlessness and his kind of, you know, inability to accept anything less than 100% from his players would have probably meant that Man United would be always yeah. at the top of, of that. But They'd have some kind of edge over the other teams. Yeah, and, and, that, and that I think is, is what is, was so, why he was so successful. Um, yeah. But I just think that, on the evidence of of you know what happened when you know he faced Mourinho when he faced Guardiola um you know when he faced uh you know tough teams in Europe more often than not if my not more often than not is a bit bit of a general statement but a lot of the times he would fail when you perhaps think he's you know a stronger more you know sort of um you know uh yeah just a, a someone with more of a kind of tactical mouse about them would have would have would have done better. Would you so do you put emphasis on his man management skills as opposed I th- to I think that's that's what his thing yeah. was. I mean he, you know his like his whole thing was just you know well I mean the famous come on lads it's come on it's Tottenham lads like that sums him up well doesn't it it's just there's no kind of plan of right we need to do this say, um, intricacy it's just six six one at Old Trafford <laughs> <laughs> just just want to put that in say there that, Fergie. make sure make sure that's in there for when well, welcome to the club, Ash. And and like the you know the, for for the time that he was around, he didn't didn't particularly need to have a great tactical mind, um, you know, as as he as you you seem to do now. But um, but yeah, I just I just I, I yeah I do think that if he was challenged a bit more, perhaps and and. 
I think he probably you would have seen how exposed he, he would his sort of philosophy. And I also wonder, particularly if we're going to say what you know how how would he do nowadays? I don't think his man management style would work very well anymore with agent power and yeah 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 that's um, true and just fragility of players and stuff that he would just get. <laughs> Like Roy Keane, Roy just Keane. sort of tries to try to. I don't to... know if I don't know if fragility is the right word. I think it's just well, f- fragility you know. from the perspective of a Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that, that like the wrong way to think about it. Because <laughs> Ke- Keane, Keane was the perfect, you know, sort of captain was, for that. For that, to, he was the, yeah. yeah, he was the embodiment of that. Yeah. And, and if, you know, you saw it when Keane became a manager and tried to use the same the same style. And it just didn't work, and players hated him. And and you know, it was okay when that when you you you've had that culture molded around you, and you've got the absolute uh, you know flipping godfather above you protecting that culture. Um, I do remember Ferguson towards the end of his career saying like, you know, you can't, you know, it's ridiculous. You can't just treat all lads the same. You got to put your arm around some of them, and that's all rubbish. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, just from a different era, though. That's the thing. I think it, it, the the change, the change of the eras was catching yeah. up to him. But it, but it will. It, I think it is interesting that that yeah, that there is no, no none of those sort of you know the, the the players that were at Man United for their entire careers, you know, yeah, the, the Salford lads, you know, Nicky Butt, Scholes, Giggs, Neville's. I know, I know, Phil Neville's the he's done all right with England, but. Generally, I mean, he hasn't done great. Gary Neville's done poorly. Ryan Giggs is certainly not making any waves. Um, you know, Beckham. I'd, well, I'd say he's making some, some waves somewhere, possibly, possibly for the wrong oh. reason. I was <laughs> not to divert, but I was going to say, isn't there, isn't there talk of Fergie or people saying that Fergie used to sort of get rid of old coaches and bring in new forward-thinking coaches? So if, yeah, Mourinho and Kiroz and yeah, you, you might you may be right. Some tats like you wouldn't bring in new people if you're just stubborn and just wanted your old ways. And you would, I would think that you'd bring those new people in <clears> to <throat> implement certain philosophies and tactics. As perhaps, was yeah, perhaps he yeah, perhaps he did did do that. He sort of realised that you know there would be coaches he could hire that would have a better understanding and, and kind of act as his, you know, act as that sort of leg for him. But saying that, there was never any great sense of Man United are playing this really intricate way and it's Rennie Mullenstein or it's, uh, you know, Mike Phelan or whoever it might be. Um, but you might be right. Like perhaps that there was, there was, um, there was that sense. He would, he would recognize his flaws and, and, um, um, but well, don't, you know, that they want over Mars or Van der Sar, and like they've both said that they sort of potentially want to leave Ajax. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that Man United just feels like, as was mentioned before, there is this Ferguson cloud that's because Ferguson was so contr- again, it, it worked for him. I can't say that this is necessarily a bad thing, but he controlled every flipping inch of that club um so much to the point that when he left and there was no system to replace it and they you know ever since they have just felt like and i I always said that their transfer policy is like a dog chasing cars like they 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 go after shiny things if other people are going after them and spend too much that's just awful um their you know their management manager hiring is 
just no brains behind get, it. Get with the time, others. Yeah, I mean, I don't still don't really know what Ed Woodward does it's, with his days. Uh, 20, 20 years ago. <laughs> Tactic. <laughs> Fantastic. He has got somehow a really annoying voice. <laughs> I don't know how you can like mix Norwegian with Mancunian and have it come yeah. out. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. It's, it's, it's the most unique mixture of two accents <laughs> I think I've ever heard in my life. But I bet the Norwegian accent's quite nice. And like the Mank, you know, has its own charm, but he's managed to take the worst qualities from both and, like, and embed them into one like horrible voice. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, you, you wonder, like, with them. Um, I guess. If, oh, God, so sorry, I stop that. <laughs> if, <laughs> but he's, he's, not, he's not a manager, is he? He's not a Man United manager. You look he's, at him. He's, he's stolen. He, he looks like literally a PE teacher or like yeah. still a whipping boy that used to be in the changing room, get, you know, getting whipped with towels. He, he was the one getting whipped with the towels. And now he looks like a tennis so coach. Like, no, no. Don't make me run. I'm yeah. full of chocolate. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. He. I'm just, he, really, uh, he, he's like, stolen he's, a career, he's, isn't he? Right now, like he—he's yeah, some. I mean, he was a like, poor United, Cardiff manager, financially, or the biggest club in England, right? By a massive degree, but still, right. And he is in charge of them. This, yeah. this man. Well, to a certain extent, it sounds like he is and he isn't in charge. I don't think he's been well, he's, long though. He's definitely lost the dressing room. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there's not much of a dressing room to lose. <laughs> No, it's not. But yeah, off, I think the players just turn up because they, they know they can get away with stuff. Like especially, especially yeah. Yeah. you got a substitute yeah. teacher in. Pogba's, Pogba's comments were quite concerning. I know Pogba's not the not the best at towing the company line, but yeah, he was saying that. Oh, I like being with France because everyone's happy and everyone's you know pleasant. And it's like I can remember thinking, oh god, just sharp and actually stop whinging. And yeah, actually perform to potential. Work hard or leave, like you know, but. Um, his problem is he's just too much. Uh, he's he's <clears throat> focusing too much energy on being a brand rather than being an outstanding mm. player. Well, he that was with Juventus though, and well, not really. His stats are his stats aren't that much different to United. Yeah, I. I it's just because he, it got it got absolutely. His high. Yeah. 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 <laughs> United watched his highlight reel and went. Buy him. I, I tend to agree. I think he he, he had a good. He had a different position in that Juve team, but I, oh. I tend to agree that I think the only difference between how he because he's had he's played, you know, I guess consistency has dropped off a bit, but I don't think he was absolutely amazing at Juventus. I just think he was a young, quote unquote, young prospect. But now, when United bought him, he became an established guy, so the like expectation goes up. I think he was like a young flair player in a sort of stereotypical rigid. Italian team, yeah. So the events is, I mean, they've obviously got flair players, but Pogba will be doing step overs and trick passes, and he'll obviously be the standout because of that. In a Italian, yeah. mm. he, he was kind of in a position where he couldn't do no wrong because he had players behind him, you know, yeah, supporting. Like him. And now he's, yeah. yeah, and now he's come to United. He ha- they haven't really got them players supporting him, so he's getting caught out mm. more often than not. He doesn't do a lot of that flair for France, but he still seems to do pretty well for France which is the interesting thing yeah I'm surprised it still gets picked I saw um, a Mourinho someone pulled up a, a clip of Mourinho talking about Pogba at the World Cup and he was saying that uh, so today actually he was saying that 
um, the the atmosphere, the environment at a World Cup is perfect for Pogba because um, you're isolated with your team, and you're so there's no out, there's no outside distractions. As Ray said, you know, no no sort of going off and doing things. You're just there for football. You're not talking to anyone. You're not going out to the nightclubs or I don't know what he does. Um, but you're just there, and you're in a little camp surrounded by everyone that you're in the foxhole with, and you've got this weight of responsibility but and every game is important that's the perfect that's when you see the best of him but when he's got this opportunity to think you know uh Southampton at at home well or you know Macclesfield in the cup can't be asked Um, is that the naughty kid that has like ADD or gets bored really quickly so you have to like keep him preoccupied and focus so when he when he tries he gets 100 percent yeah (laughs) I, I get massive um, Meza Ozil vibes, like, really? like kind of similar to what Mourinho said to him when he was at Real Madrid. Like, you need mm. to put the effort in because you can actually be great, and he chose not to. I feel <laughs> like, I feel like Pogba can be absolutely amazing. He just needs to change his mindset. I think he's, he's got, sorry, I was just going to say, is there a system or a manager that can bring the best out of Pogba? I, I think for me personally, I think he just needs to go to a different club. I feel like he's got away with so much at United, he treats it like, I don't know, treats it like it's somewhere to doss about with. I think as a club, his, his position might, might chop and change quite often. He needs to be playing a position that you know he likes, maybe something similar to the UV team. Perhaps, perhaps Ferguson. Perhaps Ferguson would would work best, you know, in a kind of because I don't I don't think I know what you mean, Ro, that that he's got Pogba has that sort of Ozil esque kind of wasting your talent kind of vibe, but I don't think he I think he's more ambitious than Ozil is. Like my criticism of Ozil has always been that he's very happy in a being a big fish in a small pond, you know, ability wise and and just doesn't want to overexert himself. Wants to do do the thing that's easy rather than the thing that's you know difficult I don't think Pog was like that but I think Pog was just he's got ambition but he's might be just hard to motivate sometimes and I mm. wonder whether you had a cut if, if he could have had I mean Ferguson was was trying to get it to get him to stay at United when he when he left I remember he left on I think when Ferguson was there yeah, yeah. and if you could have had some sort of you know um you know, a relationship akin to the one that Ronaldo had with Ferguson, where it was like a kind of almost like a father figure type thing that you could have just been like, right, because that, because that's what Ferguson instilled. You, you didn't. You know, all the players talk about how not we didn't want to let him down, but we were also afraid to let him down. <laughs> yeah. um, and maybe that's what you'd need for Pogba because then he could, you know, he would just give. He would take away the take away the reason for him to slack off. Mm. Um, because he, because he's obviously got loads of ability, and you know, maybe being in a kind of intricate, you know, tippy tappy, some some sort of weird system wouldn't suit him as much as you know. Ferguson would probably just put him in centre mid next to a uh, another runner and just say, "Go, just do your thing," and that might that might have been the uh, that might have been the thing to. I feel to like I get like Rooney vibes from Pop, like early Rooney, sort of that raw talent, sort of yeah. you need to channel it in a certain way and be like that father. Yeah. I think. Mm. Do you think Wenger? Um, 
maybe it's tactics, maybe not. It's man management. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's, the problem with Wenger is I just feel like I, I just can't. I see Wenger as two different people. There's the, there's the 90s and early noughties Wenger, and then there's the mid to late noughties and early teens Wenger. That's just two different people. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, Which one then has? <laughs> <laughs> He'd play alongside uh, Ozil in a. <laughs> in, in a, a double, in a double pivot that yeah. never tackles. The do, do you guys mid. not think um, Pogba would flourish at kind of like a PSG? Oh, I, 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 I think, yeah, I think, I think PSG have got the same problem that Man United have. This kind of lack of a, lack of an identity, lack of a kind of proper structure. Yeah, they I let mean, start, what, start players slack off. Yeah. I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be back in, back in France. Uh, the whole culture around that club is basically one of just complete partying and debauchery anyway. <laughs> oh, I think, yeah, he, he'd probably enjoy it more. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. He'd but, flourish. But his <laughs> career <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> necessarily go. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, we, that's I, I think we just summed up that that's literally what he does anywhere. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. He just does what he wants, what not what he Actually, needs. You're right, because it, it would rekindle the greatest midfield partnership in Premier League history of Paul Pogba and Ander Herrera. <laughs> so that, that's something that we need to... Well, because well, it's, it's much better than playing him alongside Scott McTominay. Scott McTominay. I'll have you know he scored a penalty recently. <laughs> oh, so, God, no way. Yeah. Was it in Scotland, the shootout? Scotland haven't qualified for, tw- for how long? 20... Oh, no, it was... It, 22 it, years. It was it was a quote it was a shootout wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I reckon Jurgen Klopp would be a quality manager to get the best out of him. Pochettino. <sighs> no, I think I think Klopp is the energy that he has. He'd be like he he would be getting the best out of him. I reckon not not in the whether or not he plays. He plays. In, yeah. No, not in the system that he plays. Not in the system he plays, but like as an actual like. Imagine man manager Pogba playing Jordan Henderson's position. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> just pointing and shouting. I remember watching um, Henderson against um, Belgium the other day, and again, like I know I criticise him a lot. Like he's not you know, not a bad player. The things he does are are fine. But I can't emphasize how much that who he is as a player does not extend beyond the sentence I just said. Everything he does is fine. It's just, it's just fine. Like he'll play a pass, I think could be faster. You know, he'll he'll switch the ball and it'll be on target. But I'd be like, well, could have you know could have been slightly in front of him. Like who's gonna who's gonna get away with being this bloody average player that's actually who's, who's that Jack Grealish lad? Who's he? The greatest player to have ever played for the <laughs> clubs that we ever talk about. So I don't know who he is. He's ably, good word. Yeah, he's a strictly top six conversation on this, on this podcast. We can't talk about him. Until he has a transfer, we can't talk about him. Maybe soon, because Man United will buy him. Yeah, just think you, Tottenham could have had him for about I know. seven I know. mil or whatever it was a few years ago. Years ago. But would he be the player today? I'd probably be a lot better, but we wouldn't have, like, you know, who would we have instead? Like, he, he probably wouldn't actually have been playing, to be honest. Okay. Um, overrated goals. I was, I don't know why I've, uh, like, I, you know, I just, I, as you've probably 
already been able to tell I love it I love a good rant but I thought I'd give you guys the task of presenting me with well one or two or a number of goals that you think are you know famous goals that are overrated you don't have to think they're rubbish but just that they get too much praise and why because I could challenge you if I disagree oh we could all challenge each other if we disagree okay. Okay. who would um, like to offer their first Right. I'll set the scene. Okay. Kyle Walker <laughs> has the ball. <laughs> <laughs> is this uh, Kyle Walker's... No, 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 no. I'll <laughs> save the hatred for another, another episode. <laughs> 2012, May, Stamford Bridge. Chelsea versus Newcastle United. Uh, uh, ball comes in from a throw-in on the left-hand side and as it comes I believe it's Deborah Bar chests it down and Papa Cissé half volleys it with a terrific Swaz. <laughs> but at the same time he sliced it so hard catching Petr Cech out great goal but it is overrated in my eyes do you think he mishit it? yes do you? yeah like there's no in one sense it looks like he goes to hit it yeah. by the outside of the foot but I feel like he, he did not anticipate how well that was going to actually pull off he probably might have been going for the near post when actually he put too much on it's gone over check because he wasn't expecting it I didn't, he got a little lucky and it's a bit overrated for me it's great but overrated it, it definitely at the time felt like one of those like OC you know I was watching it and I remember thinking like it's one of those goals that you go oh F off like you attempt that again and it's not going in yeah but it but it came I remember that period wasn't that just the six months where everything Papi Cissé touched turned yeah. into gold like everything Them he and, did him and Deborah Barr yeah <laughs> it was it was bizarre because his career before then and after that six months was just normal nothing but then everything there was just like he was just yeah so it makes me think that's the reason why i've never particularly been ang angered by that gold is i just think like do you know what it was papi cissé circa early 2012 it was gonna be it was yeah it's gonna be it meant Hard it to but, go in. <laughs> yeah. but okay i uh i i accept that as a as a as a reasonable um offering yes <laughs> have you have you another one uh yeah it's not necessarily a specific one it's more like a kind of goal okay and that kind of goal is any goal that a player has scored from inside their own box suarez rooney wait, adams wait, wait. oh you mean wait from inside their own half half not yeah sorry not not inside their own box Woof. Yeah. That would be impressive. But anything that's in your own half, and then it always, like you always get at least one of them every year that always end up in the highlight reel of goals of the season. It's like, it's not a good goal. Like, it's yeah. good that they've noticed that the keeper's off the line, but it's a bit, for me, it's a bit of a cop out. It's a bit like, oh, go on then, I'll hit it because he's off his line. It's like the keepers should be off his line just in case the ball, you know, gets played over the defence and they can actually head it rather than having a massive open uh, field where they can, you know... Do you think uh, it's, a, it's like cheating? <laughs> yeah, it's just a cop-out goal. Like, 
I'm so pleased you said this because I, I had this written. I was not one of my two, but I had this written down as well. I hate those goals getting rated. They're just yeah. hoofs. They're just hoofs. The goalkeeper's yeah. not in the goal. It's not, you can't, like, okay, you've done very well to kick the ball far, but yeah. I can kick the ball far as well. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong, it, you know, there, it doesn't happen often, but, but like, it does not, demo, there's, no, there's, no, there's no great skill involved in hoofing it. Like, if, if the keeper's on his line and you beat him, clap, 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 clap. Yeah. But they never are. They're, like, you know, Rooney's goal, uh, Rooney's done it twice, I think, or possibly three times. Um, but Rooney's got one where he, he volley, half volleys it and it, it sort of goes up in the air and curves. And because it curves, the keeper's following it. And then he falls over whilst he's running back. And I remember thinking, well, if you didn't fall over, mate, you'd, you'd, have, got, you'd have got that. Yeah. And like Charlie, Just that, that frantic panic state. The keepers are like, oh, no, yeah, no, I, no. I, I, I 100% agree. I, I, I can't stand it when those goals get, get, ra- get rated. I, so I'll, does that include when the keeper's kicked in? It's not, got, it's not gone far. And then, right, so Salah's goal against City... Where Edison tried to clear it and then he just looped it over. I think that I think yeah, ones where you, I guess where you've got to react quickly. Like, do you remember um, Dejan Stankovic got one against oh, yeah, Schalke when Neuer came? But that, that was like on the volley from the halfway line, and you've got to react quickly. Like, I've got more time for that. But where you've, you've, the ball's set and it's on the ground and there's no diff- no players around you, and even if it was, you're, all you're doing is 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 kicking. It's a goal kick. You're taking a goal kick. <laughs> Like you don't get any points for that. Like I, I always, the way I always think, right? When people are judging a goal, I, I think that this is the best metric to judge it on what, what makes a good goal. I think if you if you say right, take either the player who scored it, or if you like an average footballer, put them in put them in the exact same position and go right. If you if you replayed that exact motion or you know play or whatever hundred times, how many times would that would would that be a goal, whatever he's attempted. So if, for example, there was a a bloke, um, you know, got the ball, beat four players and smashed it top corner, how many times, if you started him again at that start, would he be able to beat four players and smash in the top corner? If the answer is two or three times out of 100, then it's a fucking you know, ridiculous goal. But, but I think if you were to present the ball to players on the halfway line, and say, right, have a shot at goal with the keeper off his line, they probably score 50 times out of 100, maybe more. Like, which is why I just think it's not, it's not a great goal. Like, but anyway, that's just, that's just me. You may disagree. Does that include free kicks then, Haas? If they're from the... <laughs> well, uh, free, oh, kicks. Well, free kicks. Free kicks in the sense of, it's obviously it's a dead... Like, dead figure, like Figueroa's in. goal. Just in, in the day. sense of, I think because you were saying if you can replicate it and... I mean, like free kicks in general. Yeah, just like free kicks in general, do you well, do you rate them or do you think? No, oh, of course, free kicks free kicks are different because they you're, the keeper's in in position and also it's so hard to get a ball up. Yeah, the, the technique and down. Is, yeah, the technique is impressive. I, but you know, I think that like yeah, the whole point of a of a great shot is that the keeper's done everything he can, but it's still gone in. I don't, you know, I think if, 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 if every person who scored from the halfway line, if the keeper was standing on the line, he would save it. Yeah, I don't, that, I would, that for me, don't can't be considered a good goal. Any of them would go in. When you see so many times <laughs> when people have tried to score from halfway line and they've seen the keeper off the line and they've just completely fluffed it or messed it up. 
Oh, and they look like an absolute tit. Yeah, so surely there's got to be some sort of... No, like, true, true, but... No, like, but fair any... play, the, the awareness skills, fair play. But, yeah. but at the same time, it's like... You're not off the line, you ain't seeing the keeper off the line. It's kind of like with... Do you know when you got like when you're drawing parallel lines, right? Yeah. You're drawing these parallel lines, but if one of the lines is like one degree off, it doesn't look like much, but like eventually those lines will not be parallel whatsoever. So if you're kicking a ball, if you're off by one degree from the halfway line, right? Right. And like that one degree you're off by kicking oh, a ball... Oh, I see what you're saying. ...suddenly you... become like, you know... Like, like yes, I guess... I guess so, I mean, um, but the but nevertheless, on the ball you, will you, have to be perfect. But no, but nevertheless, you would expect professional footballers at, at the top level, even if they're jogging along, to be able to kick the ball a hundred yard. The goal is a wide thing. Like I'm not saying they. Sh- I'm not saying if they don't score, it's a you've missed. A, you've missed a sitter. I'm not suggesting that. Like it's obviously impressive, um, Dave, but like. I just think that the skill, the level of skill involved, is far more of a lower caliber than than it is to say, you know, hit a volley or something. Or yeah. the physical skills didn't. The physical skill is a lot lower, but like the awareness and maybe, um, you know, mental skill to actually, yeah. you know, do it is a lot more impressive. Hmm. Um. Anyway, yeah. who wants who wants to go next? Mine's Rooney's off red kick against City. This is going swimmingly. This is two yeah. that I, I was considering but didn't write down. This is fantastic. Go on, explain. <laughs> First of all, right, the crossing swim is deflected <laughs> off, I yeah. think, is it Zabaleta's head? Somebody's, yeah. Somebody's, oh, it, right. Nanny, it was Nani who crossed yeah, it, wasn't it? Nani crossed it, yeah. yeah. so it's a deflected cross anyway, which means it's a terrible cross. And it's lucky that it's got to him. Secondly, I'm pretty sure, I like in, in the build up to this, because I was pretty sure of it originally. I'm watching it in slow motion for about 20 minutes, and I'm like, it comes off his shin. It comes off his shin. He shinned it. Yeah. He shinned it. <laughs> right? So, this, this hyped up goal that was the cover of like Sky Sports for like yeah. a, a good like six months came off his shin. I feel like the um, occasion. Possibly did, did yeah. a lot for that goal because it was the winner in a derby, and it was I think the first time Man City were really challenging for for the title. Um, but yeah, I remember that period, and it was actually a really it, it was the first time Rooney's form had really dipped, and I think he was he was he was linked to a move away, and he and he you know, it, it was I remember this very well. His form was like akin to the kind of Torres form of like late Liverpool and Chelsea, like. He really looked like he'd forgotten how to play, and he was playing poorly in that game. And as you say, every I think even the I think he passed it to Nani or something, and it was a mishit pass. And, and he was just yeah, he yeah. yeah or, or maybe he passed to Skulls. But I remember in the in the build up, he he was involved in the pass was rubbish or something happened. And then yeah, and then he he mishits this bicycle kick and it goes in, and his and that completely transformed him, and he and his form changed. And I remember I'm, at the time being so frustrated because I was like he. It's, it's a great visual, but yeah. I agree with you. I think it's a mishit, and United, I think, benefited more than winning that game from that bicycle kick. I think that rejuvenated his form completely. Yeah. I think, I think if, he, if he doesn't do that, I genuinely believe he would have left that summer because he was playing so badly and for so long as well. But that just rejuvenated him. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Like, it's you know, <laughs> it's I didn't think it was that good actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I just like <laughs> when I mentioned, I mentioned it to a few people that came up a lot more often than not, which surprised me. So I thought mm, maybe I need to think of another goal that's not as maybe understand. Um. Your second offering. My, my second one's a bit more like the goal is good. The goal is really good. But oh, it's, wow. um, you know, Salah's against Chelsea a couple of seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Is it the one where he cuts in on the, from the right onto his left and it's absolutely yeah, rocket every, every single goal Salah scored that season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty so much. Why it. this individual goal? Getting all the hype, like it's the exact same goal he scored, maybe from a bit further out in the comments there, but mm. like adds to it. But it, it, I think a lot of those goals. I think you've answered your own question. Good. The the commentary, the commentary afterwards, because was that where Jamie Carragher goes, "Mo Salah, you dancer." Yeah, that was it. <laughs> you little dancer. That's it. Yeah, I think the again potential occasion. Yeah, it was it was, that, it was it was during a big their again their big title push wasn't it and where they put press city all the way. Um, I, I didn't con- consider this, but I, but I, now that you've said it, I actually I mean again it's it's quite rich coming for me, but I do remember th- feeling like that. You know, I remember thinking again as just as you described it, it's a good goal, but but settle down, like you know, that's they. I I, I watched it. I watched it back actually yesterday. <laughs> watching um, funny video on. Um, uh, Kepa Ariza Balaga mistakes, um, but it presented that goal as one of them, and I, and I was a bit like, I mean, no, it's, it's a good, it's a good hit, and it's a really good hit. But yeah, I um, maybe maybe it was during the time when Salah was kind of just in peak Salah. Like, didn't didn't he win goal of the year that year for his goal? Oh no, he won the Puskas award. Yeah, for yeah, a really for... bloody average goal, not average yeah. goal, of course, but average. I think it probably was goal. that one. Because he did that like celebration where he yeah. puts his hands together, it was, stands it, it on one leg. It wasn't that goal, but it was. Uh, it was against. Um, I think it was against Everton, and he all he did, he just sort of beat cut inside, beat a couple of people. Again, good, good goal. But I, like I remember thinking, like that, that that could win goal of the month. I would certainly not goal of the year. Certainly not pushcast. Maybe certainly it was not the, Son against Burnley. Certainly not Son against Burnley. <laughs> well, it's or, not, is it? No, although. Is that is that is that one of your guys? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> so, my first, so I've got three. My first one Here. is um, I didn't even see the two. Is uh, <laughs> Jack Wilshire's goal against Norwich? No. Oh no! no. no. And it, no. You know what? You no. know what it is. Get out. Get it's out. not that it was a great Please. goal. I think it hits it his chin. Yeah. I think it hits his chin. He doesn't hit it cleanly. Oh, come on. Who cares? Oh. Who cares? Yeah, I know. I know and being an Arsenal fan as I know well. I just I said this about Rooney, so I kind of feel like a bit of a hypocrite. But... That's the, so it's not It's not that he's, it was a very good goal, but I think it's more aesthetically more pleasing if it was like a clean hit. It was obviously a sensational goal. The build-up was magnificent, but... Do you, do you, but like, do you, so, so you, you, th- you taking marks off it because it was a, like, you think it's like, miss, gone from like a, a 10 to like a nine. So you took a, a mark off it because it wasn't, it was, there was the it slight imperfection. Like, oh, surprise. Like, like your comment with um, Cissé, 
Papacy's there. Yeah. But he didn't. He sort of did slice it. Actually, it wasn't like a yeah. clean hit. But it was. It was so. It was so. I, I'm so surprised because I. I, mm. I think if like, it kind of. I begrudgingly admit like that. I think that's the best goal in the Premier League, like the Premier League's ever seen. Ever. Yeah. Just, Genuinely, just like, because of the the way that it's wow. again, built again, up. Again, and I, I think back to what I said before about if you if you started the ball at whoever starts that move and they attempt that exact thing, how many times would that happen? I don't think they'd score that again if they attempted it a hundred times. Like, I mean, you, you may be right, like because it was just it was so fluid and so like bip, 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 and it was what five players it was hard it was hard to keep up just by watching it never mind for the defense to and even that, try and defend it, it that much harder because it was the build-up play was and everything was so intentional everything was so clean and everything but then it was it was just that last and i think if you guys watch it again i'd like to mm. know if you guys see it that way or if you still see it as i don't care that you didn't hit it properly does it, so does it get hyped up in in the arsenal fans in the Arsenal fandom, um, yeah, fandom. Just, just my, my theory being that if um, I, I could imagine you saying what you're saying, if it got, because my, my my always theory of that goal is that goal doesn't get talked about as much, nearly as much as it should. Yeah. But I guess if it was, if in the Arsenal fandom, it's like this goal is everything. Maybe you'd think it's, it's good, think but not amazing. It was at the time because I, I was watching. Because I obviously saw the message, and then I was went to on YouTube and looked at Premier League's best goals. Yeah, and that was one of them, and then I think because I think I noticed it at the time, but I was like, you know what, I don't care. That's an amazing goal. So maybe having time away from mm-hmm. it, because that, mm-hmm. that's the first time it's probably since it happened. And then I saw it. I was like, oh no, he actually didn't. He he didn't hit it cleanly. Or it, I I don't know. It's sort of maybe I've become a bit more skeptical in my old age. But it's like I don't know. It's oh, it's, I just like, wish he hit it perfectly. <laughs> It's like you got the, the perfect cake, perfect icing, the full Monte, and it's just, you know, topped off with a, a cherry that's out of date. Yeah, or it's slightly slanted. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the only thing. So wow. if you guys watching, yeah. You are a perfectionist then. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I know. Very interesting. Co- to be fair, I thought that me. would be yours, Harry, because I was like, this is a very Harry critique. <laughs> I, I love... <laughs> very um, pedantic. I love team goals and not not team goals that are like, here's three minutes of us keeping possession and then scoring yeah. at the end of it. They're shite because all you're doing is keeping possession and, oh, 100 passes were involved. Piss off. That's not that impressive. <laughs> 70 of them were backwards. But, but when I, like, I really like goals that are like fast, fluid, yeah. uh, dribbling and passing in a, in a quick instance, like in and around a tight space. Like, that like, really yeah, impresses yeah. me. And that, that's yeah. why I love it. It's almost it. like it's choreographed. It's... Yeah, it's yeah, mental. It's, yeah. yeah, like a dance, isn't it? That's mm. what I think. Don't get me wrong, it was an ex- like it's, it's still an incredible goal, but I think just mm. seeing the finish, it was like, oh, if only it hit it, it would be a 10. It's like a, I'll give it, it's like a 9.5. It's like a 9.5. No, I, st- I still think, I, I still think then. Well, if that if that was your first one, I'm dreading the next two, I guess. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, that's probably the, the more harsh one. It's not some, is it? It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> The second goal is Robin Van Persie's header against Spain. This is going really, really well. This is eliciting such strong response. I either completely agree or completely don't agree with all of these. This is great. Carry on. So, yeah, so I only said it, I only said this because if Casillas would have stayed on his line, so 
he would have saved it. And it's obviously quite similar to what you were saying, Ro, with goals from the halfway line. Obviously, yeah. there's great technique behind it, but if mm. if Casillas would have just stayed on his line, he would have saved it. I don't know. He the ball came in and he sort of came halfway and then stopped and he was just sort of caught in two minds. Maybe that's credit to the delivery of the ball that it may put him in that mindset. But I just think mm. if he stays on his line, that's not a goal. And Van Persie probably looks silly trying to header it. Just try and score a header from about 20, 30 yards out, whatever it was. It's I think that, yeah, that goal, I, mm. I tend to agree. I think that goal is 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 good technique. And I think it's a good goal. Um, because you know, to, to particularly to do that with I mean, yeah, it's it's not it's not like an easy skill, but to, mm. to do that with your head and and you know have the awareness and stuff. But I, I genuinely agree with you in the sense of, you know, <sighs> he has just hit a lofted header I, I think it's again one of these goals that a um benefits hugely from the stage and i guess you've got to credit him for that because yeah. to do it on a, in the world cup and against a you know in a big game and stuff i guess that adds to it but i think it benefits from that if he scored that in the league cup it doesn't do that well but also it's the visual isn't it he looks just really weird and unique doing it's like the rooney thing i think there's that kind of visual of of but blam there it is and, and there's always that snapshot Hollywood of him goal. in, in yeah. midair with the ball going up and and he's sort of you know parallel and stuff um but no I, I agree I, I think that goal got like they talk about it as one of the best goals in, at the world cup and nah sorry <laughs> maybe I'm so bitter for him leaving <laughs> <laughs> it's got the bitterness has in, reached the international stage <laughs> basically what you echoing what you said has that yeah mm. he, he just stays on his line i think van Persie looks silly and it's not a goal mm. but, i mean it's still great that he went for it but yeah because mm. he's on his line no way that goes in mm. um my third one and it's it's a tough one because i'm not sure if you meant to do it but it's ronaldinho's free kick against england the World Cup against ah, interesting. Okay, so, so you think it was a cross? I, I don't know because the because again I watched it on YouTube yesterday and there's there's two angles they showed. The first one it looks like it's intentional because of the way he hits the ball. He he directs it towards the goal, not into like the crowd or into the six yard box. Yeah, it's like it's like he's looking at Seaman and then he places it there. But then there's another sort of angle where it's like he he curls he tries to curl it into like the, the six yard box and eight yard box mm. and it, it's so one angle looks like he meant to do it the other angle looks like he didn't but i mean do you mm. see what you guys think do you guys think that he meant to do it um rose just been brought back to that depressing day of <laughs> losing in the quarterfinals <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Egbe. Um <laughs> I don't know. Like, I've never really looked back at it. I, 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 I tried to focus most of the attention on the goals, like more like Premier League wise. I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be like international. Um, but yeah, I, I have to agree. I think it does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree that it does. That would have been seems so. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen well, it. Well, think. I, th- think I think back. I vaguely remember it. I think I vaguely remember seeing it in like a highlight <laughs> reel, but I, I cannot mm. talk about like how I felt during the time. I think I was at school <laughs> when the game was going on, and we was listening on the radio. And mm. we lost. Yeah, I think I remember as well, Michael Owen. Let's get My, it all. Um, I need to 
I need to look at this. My, I, I know you mean that. I'm, I'm not. I I think for, when I saw well, you know, for, for years and years, I thought that it was a it was a mishit cross. And then mm-hmm. there was one story I I heard from Giuliano Belletti, mm-hmm. who was the right back I think in that game, and he said, where he was interviewed about that, well, talking about that goal, and he said, Ronaldinho says to me before he takes it. Uh, watch David Seaman or the, watch the go- the goalkeeper comes off his line and I'm going to do him at the far post and and then in in the interview he says and he tur- he turns around and and after he scores he turns to me and says I told you and there's a camera angle that kind of verifies that you can see it's sort of behind the Brazil goal and it's zoomed in and you can see as soon as the ball goes in he turns to where Belletti would be and kind of goes like blah 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 I told you so that makes me think it might have been it might have been an actual shot but who knows? That's just Belletti's testimony. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, think. I think. Yeah, I think. I can't. The say- way that he hits it looks like it's going to be a cross. I think he just maybe hits it too central because he's. It looks like he's almost side footing it, like like mm. you would do to to whip it in. Mm. Yeah, I. I don't know. You don't know. It might have been windy. Windy uh, conditions. It might have been. <laughs> Blown over a bit more. I don't yeah. think that goal is particularly rated, particularly heralded as, as a great goal. Overrated, I, think, yeah. I think it's kind of in the in the kind of you know atmosphere of a bit of a fluke, a bit of a weird. I think goal. it's just con- the controversy surrounding it that did he not? Yeah, Eamon was obviously embarrassed by it, and it was just yeah, little yeah. things that I thought would be quite definitely not a free kick for one. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> and that was my second argument. <laughs> And they they had such a good team that World Cup. Right, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo, Ronaldo, Roberto, Cafu, Cafu. Um, who else oh, have? Lucio, Young David. Lucio, Marcos in goal. Um, uh, right, we'll move on to to mine. Um, Go on, Az. <laughs> but no, I um, I'm gonna. Uh, I, I, I think I know two of yours. Okay, because because mine are quite. I've probably complained about them in the past, but yeah, mine are quite... Um, is one Charlie Adams halfway line? It's already been covered, that halfway line uh, stuff. Yeah. Is, is bollocks. Um, oh, what was my, my, first, well, my first one, which, which um, is Bale versus Barcelona. Yeah, in yeah. the Copa del Rey final. Yeah. So all this is, is a kick and run. He's faster <laughs> than the bloke. And because he goes off the pitch, some people are like, oh my God, what a crazy goal. No, he has just booted the ball and been <laughs> faster than the bloke he's running against. That's all it is. He then takes, not just that, he then takes three poor touches. Poor touches. And luckily, s- sort of scoops it under Pinto at the end, taps it under Pinto. It's a lucky goal. It's a very average goal. Yes, it won the cup. Yes, I love Bale and it's and it's great. But all it is is a kick and run. I'm sorry, it's a really average goal, and I don't know why it gets to. What a unbelievable goal! No, if he didn't go off the pitch, no one would. It's just because he goes off the pitch and it looks a bit weird. And it's like, it's, wow, he went so fast. Yes, he's fast. Okay, it's <laughs> almost like he's got off the pitch and he's he's done an obstacle course and he's, he's got, <laughs> yeah. and he's he still it. got in front. <laughs> If he did a couple of hurdles, I would have said fair play, mate, like that. And like maybe a baton, pass the baton to someone. Someone the hand reaching, like, come on. Like it's just, you know, it's it's fine, but it's just it's very overrated because of that. Like, and again, I can't stress how poor his touches are after he after that boot. He takes one touch that doesn't get out of his feet. His next touch, 
uh, takes take, so he's got he doesn't get out of his feet, but he's got a good angle on the goal. His next touch takes him too wide to have a really bad angle, and then his third touch is a is a toe punt which luckily gets through Pinto's legs. Doesn't deserve <laughs> yeah. to be a can, goal. Can you can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. Thank God. I've been stuck on mute and my laptop's been freezing. Five minutes <laughs> week. Um, I think it was an amazing feat of athleticism in, in a professional <laughs> sport to demonstrate that level of not just speed but raw physical power, power. is something that is absolutely astounding. And I'd like you to, I'd, I'd like you to show me like five other people who play football that would be able to do that. Well, anyone Ash, who's, would anyone you be saying fast, that? I'll tell you who could have done that. Anyone no, I wouldn't. Who's faster no. I, know, than I know what you're about to say. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> would you be saying that if he did not join yeah. Tottenham <laughs> again? But Ash, Ash, anyone who's faster than Mark Bartra could have scored that. Like it, it's just you have to be faster than. Okay, look, Bale. I, I got a lot of respect for, like Bale's performance against Inter Milan, like the way he does again the kick and run. But that has, you know, more sort of, you know. I don't know the, the the goals just feel bit. I think just this one I, again. I'm not saying it's a awful goal, but just gets hugely overrated because all all he does is is sprint faster than a guy. And fair play to him, well done for being fast. But that does not being fast doesn't make a good goal. Yeah, but it's not that he's just been faster than him. It's completely, completely like obliterated him for Bears. I'm sure yeah, Usain Bolt would do the same to you. Yeah, but there's players that like. Fair player faster than other players, like yeah, but it's somewhat of a rare, you know what I mean? Yeah, he he deserves credit for because he he has got that very very good ability to just surge past people and 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 you know his his pace is and his sort of drive is freakish. But I think I it's the look think... of just kind of like sub. sub Oh God, I can't even think of the words. It's just the the the, the hopelessness yeah. on the face <laughs> when he's gone past him, and he knows he's not going to catch him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, like, he's letting go past him. Yeah, he's letting go past him, and he's not fast enough to be able to catch up to him at all. But it, I just, guess, I guess, again, if, if I was to take my my little um, uh, system into account and say if Bale had the ball there hundred times. I think he scores well. Certainly gets he certainly gets round Bartra ninety ninety nine times out of a hundred in that same position. But but again, it's not necessarily it's just the way I do it. It doesn't mean that's definitive. Um, I, I think guess maybe, maybe I am being slightly you can, because of the because <laughs> of, yeah. of the what his contract. Do you support your team, your ex players? I do. Yeah, I will. I like I like Dave. I won. I say what I want to. I want to stitch my club up. Loyalty, the, the best goal in their existence, in the in my list. That's what I want doing. Right. Best goal ever scored score by Dave. Arsenal, and he sticks it. Really. You try and name my my other one, Dave. Go on. I think it's Messi's goal against Bayern Munich, where he's, Jerome Boateng. He's only he's only gone and got it. Well done. Oh! <laughs> Very you impressed. Mentioned, to be fair, I would have guessed both. I, I, you so it, yeah. you guys know how much I love Messi. So I wanted to put this in just to demonstrate there's no bias here. I, I've watched it back and I've watched it hundreds of times. And don't get me wrong, the chip on Neuer is great. Mm. Boateng just falls over. I'm sorry. He just <laughs> falls over. <laughs> like all, I, I, I understand that Messi is, you know, you don't have to do a great big... Brazilian Ronaldo-esque step over to, to faint someone. Messi is amazing at 
subtle body feints that make people and maybe he does one that I just haven't clocked but I've watched that goal enough to just think I think Boateng just fucks his feet up no sorry for my French and because it just it doesn't even fall in a kind of natural way (laughs) almost because Messi just kind of he doesn't even do a kind of one way than the other way he just kind of isn't sprinting then sprints and Boateng just kind of goes Okay, I'm I'm downloading myself now. Felt yeah. <laughs> tree. He kind of folds into the grass, and I just <laughs> I, I can't understand. I keep watching it, thinking I really want to love this goal, but but apart from the chip, I, I just don't understand how he got there. Maybe I'm missing something. And again, I'm a huge Messi fan. I understand what I'd like to think. I understand most of what makes him amazing, but I can't. He's scored some unbelievable goals. I don't consider that one of them. I, I, I don't, right, so I am watching it right now. Right, yeah. Up on my screen. <laughs> I'm also watching it, and it says "Messi destroys," <laughs> and it's like, it's like, oh. The thing is, he's definitely he's put it on his outside of his left foot, right? He's, so if he's I'm Boateng, I'm thinking, right. So he's going to cut cut across, right? He's he's going, you know, he's going to come across the box, yeah, and curl it in with his left, yeah, yeah, and then he's instantly cut it back inside so I mean I, 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 I think he has done him I think he's I, completely done him, him. I, that, it may well be the, the case and, and perhaps again as I say that there's, there is that sort of subtle subtle kind of feints that you don't pick up on, on the camera um, but you know it's not like players fold fold over like that all the time around Messi like that very rarely happens which may, leads me to believe that he has just fallen over I'm sure that it was it was caused by a big move. It is, but, okay. it is so funny. bad. It's funny though, isn't it? He just kind of, he just, and it, I just, I can't physically understand it. Like it's just <laughs> the award for minimum he's, effort to to defend. Up. It's not like you know he doesn't lose his footing or his balance. He just decides I'm going to sleep on the ground now. <laughs> so fair, right? You know what? I watch. I'm watching this again. Right. The more I watch it, the funnier it gets. Watch it, watch it, but don't look at Messi's feet while you watch it. I'm covering up his feet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just nice. It's like he's like he just goes, "Oh yeah, go on, I'll turn this way," and then he's like, "Oh wait, he's not here anymore." Oh. He's like. It's his body position. Yeah. In a weird angle, and then Messi turns the other way. And he yeah. just, yeah, he just leaves him for dead, which, wow. <laughs> FYI, how young is Messi there? Goodness me. Yeah. Uh, All really of them. Um, and then my my third one, very, very briefly, because I'm slightly bending the rules, is uh, just because it's it, it's silly. It's a very good goal, but uh, Ronaldo versus Juventus, the bicycle kick. Uh, how that gets put above Bale's bicycle kick against Liverpool I don't know. Well, I do. I do know because it, because it's Ronaldo. But I, I, again, I, like I'm watching Bale's back, and it's in a Champions League final, and it's so good. That, yeah, the, the, the cross, the cross from Marcelo was rubbish, and it's flat. So to get your yeah. technique right on that was so hard. Ronaldo's is great, but but it's just nowhere near as good. And I'm and it's mad if you put the. I remember seeing polls about like which is the greatest Champions League goal the last X amount of years, and Ronaldo's bicycle kick wins it all the time, and it really, really bugs me because it's it's not the best bicycle kick. It's not as clean cut. It's just the it, connection it, that Bale gets on on his is yeah. so much more cleaner. Like in, in every way oh. you measure it, 
Bale's is better, and and it's and again, Ronaldo's is, is it's good. Even the best Real Madrid. No, in the last in a yeah in a in a two year period, it's not Real Madrid's best best <laughs> high school kick. Um, but yeah, it's the Ronaldo factor, isn't it? That's the only reason why. Um, it's the same reason why when he scored a penalty um, to make it 4-1 in the Champions League final against Atletico Madrid, his celebration is the one that gets replayed from that game rather than Bale's winning goal. That was that was mad. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, unlike the some of the others that I've said are not cool, I think Ronaldo's, it, that obviously bicycle kick is great, but it's overrated. It's not nearly as good as certainly people say it is. It's just a Ronaldo factor. <laughs> Take that, Ronaldo. Uh, thank you very much once again for joining us, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>